Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. Hello everyone, it is Tom here. Exciting news. If you didn't know, our live show at the Clapham Grand is less than one week away. We have all in the last seven, eight weeks been watching Joe absolutely smash it at the Rugby World Cup. So why not come and see him in person on Wednesday, the 1st of November? We're also actually going to be joined by two very special guests, including comedian Joe Wilkinson from the Chatterbix podcast. So to come and watch the Joe Marler show live at the Cheerful Earful Festival next week, go and click on the link in the episode description to get tickets while there are still some left. This is a crowd podcast. Hello, nice to see you. It is Tom with another classic episode of the show. Listen, I've got skin in the game here, as you'll find out. It's basically about teachers, but it's about so much more. It's about naughty kids and how you deal with them. It's about parent-teachers nights. It's about the secret code that teachers use to tell you that your child might be a little bit of a shit. I hope you enjoy it. Our guest today is a teacher. We're going to ask her about parents' evening, school trips, and what really happens in the staff room. Hello, Gemma, or hello, Miss. Hello, Gemma's fine because that is actually my identity, my name. Okay, we're <laughs> teaching's just a job. We'll go with hello, Gemma, then. <laughs> it's the most embarrassing thing, Joe, that could ever happen to you as a teenage boy. The bit where you accidentally call a female teacher mum. Pooing yourself at school was probably more embarrassing. Did you do that? <laughs> well, how old were you? I was in year six. Actually, I probably pooed myself before that. But the one that stands out in my mind, we were it was a school trip away at like a camping outdoorsy place called Bowles Outdoor Activity Centre. And our dorms were at the bottom of the hill and we were at the rock climbing and the ski bit at the top. And I was desperate for a poo. And I was like, oh my God, the only toilets I know are down by our dorms. And I was like, oh God, so I've got to go down this massive hill. <laughs> Get down this massive hill, manage, like, you know, I'm, I'm clenching hard here, hard, and uh, managed to just about make it in there. It's, I got myself on the toilet and I was happy as Larry. But these dorms, like, our room was opposite another room and the doors, so I come out and there was already a, a lad out there called Matt, who was in the same year, and he was like, oh my God, what's this? And I was like, what? And we looked down and there's like, a small lump of turd on the floor <laughs> of this dorm. And I was like, oh my God, what's that? He was like, oh God, it stinks. But I was like, oh my God, like a fox must have got in here or something. This thing. We're adding, got some tissue and like cleaned it up. But he's never, ever known the truth behind that. And it's very unlikely he'll know to listen to this because I haven't seen him since we were 14. Or... Yeah, but you're the famous one from your class. Matt has probably told many stories about, oh, he's a great lad, Joe. Yeah, there was a time where we found some fox poo <laughs> on the floor. And... 
So there you go, there you go, Matt. We shouldn't be starting that thingy. There is more embarrassing. Let's go with Gemma. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I've got a good poo chat already. That is how I was looping it yeah. into it. I was like, come on, surely that. you know embarrassing stories at school. Well, there was actually a phantom crapper in one school I worked at in Guildford. And it's now burnt down, so I don't feel bad about telling the story in case the <laughs> person who did it really is screwed up. But they were on purpose... <laughs> go and poo in teachers rooms that they didn't like so the geography teacher found one in the cupboard at the back and another teacher found one and no one knew if they were doing it on site or delivering them or delivering them in their lunchbox or another vehicle and actually the person who announced it was very well spoken we just had to be alert for the phantom crapper phantom crapper from (laughs) guildford i think if in that situation i would do them at home because I don't know if I could do them. Let's say you're squatting in the geography teacher's cupboard and then you hear footsteps in the corridor, <laughs> bells ringing. <laughs> That's never crossed my mind. Never. What would you do? Prepare them in advance or? Definitely home, yeah. What would you bring it in in? Paper bag. I bring most things in, in the world in paper bags. We had that bag of meat, didn't we? You brought a bag of meat bag in. Bag of meat. Yeah. Forgot you were a vegetarian. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, do it. That, but I wouldn't ever do that. I, I enjoyed school and I liked most of my teachers. I think that it was quite an insult. Yeah. It's relatively big <laughs> to leave a poo in someone's cupboard. God. It's not a sign of love, is it? No, I didn't get one, so it was fine. I ate Mr Jones, so I'm going to take a shit under his desk. <laughs> Joey, I love a bit of poo chat. You love a bit of poo chat. The thing that worries me is that we asked our zookeeper about monkey poo quite a lot, and then we had a lot of chat with Tim Peake about wees and poos, and then we started off our chat with our teacher on poos. The thing that worries me is that you keep referring to those situations as we ask those questions. <laughs> it was very much you, and there's evidence that you asked all those questions. Can I ask you, uh, Nick, about poo? Ridiculous. Can I ask you about poo? Of course Ridiculous. You can ask me about poo. Do you get your own urine, or might you get like you get everybody's? <laughs> you get, you know, it's a it's a real bonding Tim, experience. Tim, 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 Tim. I'm quite highbrow with my questions, which leads me on to um, this one. Disruptive kids. Gemma, please talk to me. How do you deal with disruptive kids? Without trying to sound too dull about it, if the lesson is fun and they're busy, they don't disrupt because they don't have time to think about messing around. So it's quite fast paced. So everything's really quick. So you just keep going. So they're almost so overwhelmed by the speed of what you're doing. They can't mess around so you bamboozle them yeah basically they're so exhausted at the end they just beg to get out of the class which we should say you're a french teacher aren't you yes so it's not hard to be quite interesting with that because you can come up with all sorts of french nonsense (laughs) Um, i wouldn't call it nonsense i'd call it high academia which is what i'm sharing (laughs) with my students Um, none of it's nonsense although they did they quite often think i make things up they couldn't believe that there was a place in france called camembert or that cheeses come from towns well wind up or not no there's a place called camembert (laughs) hang on this is almost like the interaction i had about 10 years ago lots of cheeses are named after places so there's a brie is there (laughs) yes edam (laughs) that's in holland yes Baby Bell? That's right, where's, where's cheddar then? <laughs> That's exactly what they said. Yeah. Cheddar Gorge, have you heard of that? In England. And next you're going to say, what about Red Leicester? And then I have to say, yeah, Leicester's a place. Yeah, what's red about it? The colour. No, it's not, because it's <laughs> orange. That cheese is orange. That's always confused me, actually. A little bit of red. 
cheeses are named after places so I can go to Camembert and get the original Camembert like well I think you're making me wonder now whether you can I have go to uh, it what's it called the Monk's place for the Bonoffi pie where's that Bonoffi pie with Monk's what no there's called the Monk's head or something where the Bonoffi pie originated oh I thought you meant Monk's made it I was going to say Monk's made like nice apple liqueurs don't they and like Trappist beers <laughs> What monks do you know that make apple liqueurs? The ones who make cow with us. They're monks, aren't they? It's true. It's a fact. Oh, I've come across really stupid, haven't I? <laughs> no, it's just that we're exceptionally bright. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and humble. <laughs> humble well, with it. Actually, I think if you go back to the question about um, dealing with... OK, let's say less able, Joe. Let's say less able students. Yes. Humour works obviously very well. Yep. And um, also lots of praise. Every kid really likes you saying how great they are and sometimes it's quite hard to praise them so I even go as far as that's a lovely pen you're holding because they haven't managed to write anything and it might have a little fluffy bit on the end or something but anything I can praise them with seems to work and that works yeah can you do you mentioned humour can you do me a, a joke in French two cats were swimming across the channel the English cat one two three and the French cat under toi which cat won which cat won <laughs> which cat won <laughs> One, two, three. It was a draw. It was a draw. Oh, no. The English cat won because under toi cat sank. It's actually really How does good. that go down with the kids? I'd actually say their humour is the best thing. That's kids. the best thing about the job. Yeah, they're genuinely funny. 11 to 18 year olds are really funny people to spend five hours a day with. Okay, let's get on to that then. Why did you become a teacher? Holidays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life's have some honesty, isn't there's, there's it? There's the truth. There is the truth. Usually you're like, I really want to make a difference in children's lives no. and help shape their future. And you go, holidays, they get more holiday than any other profession. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah, but I must add for all my teacher colleagues that you do have to work very hard. The pressure you are under as a teacher is worse than a parent because if it's your child, you kind of know it's your child, you've either messed up or, I'm hoping or done it's your something child. to. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's someone else's, that's even worse. So everyone talks about trips being a laugh and they're, they're exhausting because you lose the kids run off in all directions and you get on the ferry and the second they're on the ferry they've bought headphones that don't fit their phone and they've spent all their money on a <laughs> on a machine and haven't won the teddy with a picking up machine and that's their forty euros for the week gone. So <laughs> the claw, yeah, the claw. So they've got, they've had so much freedom suddenly they get all those euros. So yeah. now you have to collect their money in envelopes and give it to them each day like an allowance because otherwise they spend it all in one massive Toblerone that would have been cheaper in Albany. <laughs> talk, talk to me, talk to me, yeah, on the, on the ferry. You're doing that, yeah. Yeah. I do, I've done Overpriced that. Overpriced chocolate on the ferry. Talk to me about, like, BB guns, that, like, usually the lads who go on those trips who have got €40 Euros to spend, they're yeah. like, oh, let's sneak off and get some of these. They quite like um, bangers in France. They can buy those quite easily. But one of the recent trips was to the battlefields, and boys in particular, about 13, quite like bombs and in Belgium there's lots of remnants of the Second World War in the ground like bits of shrapnel and things so they didn't think there'd be a problem buying key rings that look like mines and bombs and then of course when you're having to go through passport control they suddenly realise <laughs> they've got <laughs> metal and things that don't look that yeah you should be carrying them. Right Gemma parents teachers evenings so you go as a parent or you go as a kid and as a teacher, you can't really slag pupils off. Mm. So is there some weird code that you use as a teacher to try and turn something quite negative into a positive? Absolutely. And I think it's quite a handy tip for parents to know. So if a teacher says that your child is very enthusiastic, it basically means they are absolutely out of control. <laughs> so <laughs> Just say, yeah, bouncing off the walls. Yeah, they're bonkers. And wow. we can't control them. What do you do with them? Um, another favourite of mine is... 
they have a lot of potential. That sounds good. Sounds good. That sounds good. It yeah. does. Yeah. But it actually means they're really lazy and they don't do anything. I used to get that a lot. <laughs> He's got the potential to do some great work. And also, potential's no good, really, is it? If you don't realise what you can do. All these revelations are eye-opening. It's actually really nice seeing the interaction between the parents and the child, so you can see why the child is how they are. Or sometimes another one I like to use is I can see it's not his favourite subject, which basically means please don't pick it for GCSE. (laughs) (laughs) I can see he really enjoys, and then you suggest something else that isn't your subject to do. Whilst we're on the subject that you're a French teacher, my son took uh, a French class once a week at his nursery. I got home from work one day, and he went, Daddy, Daddy, I did French day at nursery. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, look what I've learned. I was like, go on. He's like, bonjour. I was like, yeah, that's good. Well done, mate. He was like four. So it's good, mate. It's good. Yeah, and this one orange <laughs> and I went and I giggled I was like mate that's brilliant like thinking he's holding this orange I was like yeah oh, he's got a thing not realising that is actually the French for orange isn't it yes but I just thought he was putting on a French accent <laughs> of an English word which is what I do if I go to France but it's not a great skill if all you learn is bonjour orange is it that's not going to get you far over there well, I don't you know. like oranges no because they go who's this weird kid who's just saying hello to all these oranges <laughs> <laughs> Unless he likes girls with a lot of foundation. Yeah, that is a common insight, actually. The Oompa Loompa shout as the girls with orange faces covered in foundation come in the room. You get that in the playground? Playground, as they come in the room, is like a little entry. From you or chance. the other kids? <laughs> 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 Obviously not for me. I want to know what goes on in staff rooms. The inner sanctum. When you go in, it's a large, empty, vacuous space. Teachers now are so busy they barely have time to go in. There's probably a little pile of Gideon Bibles left over that some kids didn't want and have left behind. Oh, I thought, they were, of, I thought you had a pile of Bibles for, for teachers for to go in there and be like, oh, God, I'm <laughs> really struggling today. Take a Bible. Just have five minutes to yourself, but that's not yeah, the case. Yeah, no, that would be quite nice. No, yeah. they're left over. So, um, Any they're actually, games, like a snooker table or a table tennis table? Oh, you've totally pitched this entirely wrong. It's a large, empty room with not even comfy seats, with just chairs on, no desks, no screens. Where, where are you eating your food? In your department areas, in your classrooms. It might be different in a primary school, but our school has about 200 members of staff. So 200? people don't go to. Oh my God, why have you got 200 members? How big is your school? There's 350 students in every year group. In every so, year? Yeah, it's a massive school. It's oh. because it's so good. Are you sure you don't just live in a really populated area? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a vast school. I think it's one of the biggest ones in. Um, that is in huge. Yeah. What about a fridge? Oh, Surely no you've fridge. got. You haven't got a fridge? No. So I pictured there being a big old fridge and there might be a bit of friction. Someone's nicked his milk or someone's nicked his sandwich or she's put a pasta in there and someone's, you know, dipped their fork in for a bit of pasta. Mm. And you're like, oh, Mr. Jones has eaten Mrs. Savage's pasta or Mrs. Arquette has eaten Mr. Philippe's uh, Where are you getting these names from? Philippe's <laughs> cheese. You know that... that cheese. So none of that happens? No, no, well, they don't even have a fridge. You have tea and coffee at break time that you're allowed to access and the only thing in there is loads of stacks of pigeonholes of, like, files, upright files, where you get loads of more work to do and letters and things like that. So that's the main reason people go in there. But a lot of what goes in those pigeonholes is you don't really want to deal with. And when I first started teaching, an older teacher who was retiring told me you should just take everything out that's in your pigeonhole, redistribute it to everyone else's, and if it comes back, then you have to deal with it. Nice system. <laughs> yeah. Great That's old system. school. Yeah, that was top advice. No, and currently, because of the uh, coronavirus, there's yellow warning tape over every other chair. 
as in stuck across it. So you play it. musical chairs at breakdown. It's like, who can get to a chair first? Yeah, it's a quiet place. No bitching? I would have thought there'd been a lot of bitching jokes. Yeah. Sort of, you won't believe what Johnny Smith did in my lesson this morning. Oh, you mean bitching about kids? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, surely that goes on. Uh, WhatsApp groups are quite popular. They've got some hilarious comments on till you realise who's in them. And you shouldn't have sent that one to everyone. <laughs> Because that had a deputy I'm head just, in it. I'm just trying to go back to being a kid and just picture all my teachers being on a, a single WhatsApp group, just sending each other like either really horrific, dirty videos <laughs> or random gifts or just links to podcasts hashtag grow the show or stuff like that actually socialising or taking the piss or that does yeah, go on yeah I think actually it's more a support I think teachers really work well as a team because they're exhausted a lot of the time and doing so much that there's a unity so I think it's a sad day that the staff room isn't as popular 20 years ago it was People would go in there for the whole time. People would smoke in there. You'd have fish and chips on a Friday, ah, end of term things. But, just nip um, in for a quick fag and chips. Well, that, that was a long time ago, 20 years ago, I reckon. Yeah. And now it's um, all work. Do you worry that that's an issue now? That's where teaching has gone. You haven't got five minutes to sit down and chat to your colleague about such and such or just have a switch off from school whatsoever just to catch up how are you doing how's, yeah. the, how's the family or that you haven't got time to do that because no, you're absolutely. rushed off your feet doing everything yep. That's that must be a massive problem at yeah school now, it is and people are exhausted they're eating their lunch while helping students and going over things or marking something um lunch breaks are down to 45 minutes 40 minutes so you haven't even got that idea of an hour there were times when i first started teaching 20 years ago when you could get to the pub have lunch <laughs> and get back for your final lesson Ooh, but i love the sound of that yeah or we can nip out a quick like pub lunch that reminds me that there'd always be a teacher that come on and lose his shit about smoking at the back of the bus or something like that and do you think he was actually fucking give me those fags now you're not allowed to smoke by and then he snuck off back to the staff and like bloody hell thank god i'd run out today <laughs> I have seen that actually with deputy heads he draws full of chocolates it's not cigarettes anymore they're not big smokers young people it's um, chocolate and energy drinks we had a lad at our school who used to his parents had a booker's card or a Costco card mm. wholesaler's card and he would get boxes and boxes of dairy milks flakes you name it and he'd come in with these boxes and he'd sell them like 50p a go and you got your break money and you'd be like yeah but he's making a killing there's one school I worked in in Basildon where the mum would actually make the rolls on demand and then he'd open his bag like a little shop a tuck shop and sell them that's entrepreneurial that is an entrepreneur there surely you've got to praise that yeah along with food hygiene issues oh because he hasn't got his safety certificates (laughs) or his glove but he would take orders and his mum would go to Asda and make all the rolls for everyone (laughs) that's a nice that's a nice touch Joe the other thing you're forgetting is they don't it's mostly cashless in schools so they have fingerprint scanning so the parents load (laughs) so at secondary schools this is so they're not allowed to bring money in because other students can steal it or they can lose it or to the black market so they um, have a cashless system where you have your fingerprint scanned the parents upload the money at home and then when the child wants to buy something they just put their finger on the scanner and it comes off their account where's this the year 3535 oh, just about to say, pay with your finger yes fingerprint you've yeah. described a staff room that is completely <laughs> derelict no, no comfy fridge. shares haven't <laughs> even got a fridge but the kids can use fingerprint recognition to pay for their sandwich and the best bit is that parents then see what they've bought <laughs> So I once had a tutor group and the mum asked me to go with the boy to break time, encourage him not to keep buying 
ice buns and chocolate bars and to encourage him to pick up a fruit salad. There's nothing wrong with ice buns and chocolate bars. <laughs> that is what I tried to tell her and I wasn't going to accompany him every break time to um, select the Unless, of course, he's given me an ice bun in return. That's fine. Could you not just hold their finger on the... No. You don't do like a swap deal. You know, it's a classic scenario in the back row of a bus, isn't it? When you go on a school trip is you go, well, I'll tell you what, if you take my sun-made raisins... I'll have half a packet of your crisps. Some made raisins, they were good. The problem does come where they don't have enough money or their parents haven't uploaded it. So I was on a lunch duty and this tiny girl started crying. She didn't have enough money. And there's still, like, the dinner ladies, like, at the tills, charging them the right amount. So they still have dinner ladies, yeah, they yeah. don't have robots. <laughs> they still have okay. dinner ladies, for now. Good, yeah. Um, so this girl just started crying and they, I said, can I give the money? They said, no, we have, it's cashless, we can't take any money. This big boy, 16-year-old boy, put his drink down and said, it's all right, I'll buy it for her. This is a very good guest, this, John. I'm, I'm really impressed. I don't care how good the guest is, mate. We've got products to sell. Let's get on with the ad break, please. All right, Joe, we'll be back after this break. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. That was the ad break. Tom, what's next? I suppose if you're a teacher, you can't go out into the classroom like you're going out. Out, out. Out, out. Out, out. So you've sort of got to be sort of smartish, but you don't want to be super smart because you're not working in an office. How do you judge this? You also have to be quite practical in what you're wearing because you're kneeling down, standing up, moving around, and you're in contact with, what, 100 different students in a day? You're having to um, rub things off boards, wipe things, pick things up. So you have to be practical in what you're wearing. So I think you still can be smart. You also have to be aware that you don't want to have low tops because if you're bending mm. over suddenly... Adolescent boys. Yeah, asking a lot of questions ah. in writing, very small writing. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> There'll be boys you write in just so you a female teacher leans over. No, I'm making that up. I'm sure none of them would. Joe, did you honestly. ever do that? Oh, he's doing well. He's learning lessons here, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just practical. And footwear to be able to walk around, because you're walking around a lot. I think someone measured it the other day. They did 10 kilometres in a day of teaching. You so essentially be... you should be wearing a tracksuit. Although, if it's ch- do you have chalkboards? No. Oh, you have the, the whiteboards, do you? Yeah, and do most you... of them are electronic screens. Oh, do you have those, do you? Yeah. They were just coming in when I was leaving. Yeah, well, really Are cool. they quite hard to work? Or are they easy? No, now? they're really straightforward. And now lots of them are touch screens, so they're like phones. So if you have like um, a book on board that you have an online book, so they don't need textbooks, so you give them an account and they can use the books from home, so you don't have to lug textbooks around. You can just grab the screen and stretch it so they can see it bigger. So do kids have bags then? If they don't have to any like they bring should. Books. Some just go for the man bag. That's quite popular at the yeah. moment. Like the, the satchel. Bag. Yeah. yeah, I like a satchel. You like yeah. a satchel? Like yeah. A satchel. Some of the girls' um, bags they refuse to take their books home because it doesn't fit because they've got like a little bag. 
yeah. but they don't say I don't want to take my book home they just hold their little bag up like this little handbag and be like uh, miss <laughs> just show you their bag they don't uh, explain no <laughs> yeah. not happening today miss I think there's something you don't understand <laughs> what would you wear Joe, if you're a teacher because I think as a male teacher if you wear a tie it gives you this air of authority doesn't it would yeah. you because you're a casual man like, yeah. I'm amazed to see you in trousers today. I've never seen you in trousers it's a bit nippy today yeah so as a teacher it's your first day yeah. at the local school what are you wearing so I'm putting on my Dot Martins brown is that what are you signalling with the boots that I'm not to be messed with uh, I'd wear long socks like uh, what they call par fours plus fours are the trousers <laughs> that go down just past your knee yeah okay I'd wear long socks probably jean material black jean shorts denim denim so jean you're, you're not allowed denim why you're not allowed denim no why no denim it's on the, on the rules what, what, it has yeah, to be professional work gear, so denim is um, out. What if I was a uh, lumberjack? That's a profession. Mm, they okay, went. office profession. Okay. Corduroy. Perfect, thank you. Corduroy shorts. You're not allowed shorts? You're not allowed shorts? No. What sorry. if I get hot? I get hot a lot. You can have a loose trouser. Just one? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a skirt. Okay. <laughs> right, so you've got Doc Martens, a loose-fitting corduroy trouser. Yeah. <laughs> A belt, stop the loose fitting falling down, <laughs> and a vest. You'd also have to cover your tattoos. Why? That's another rule. Shirt sleeves down, tattoos covered Why? up. Why? Why? That baffles me as a teacher. Why can't a kid be exposed to a teacher who's got tattoos? It's like when kids used to get sent home if they've got a crazy haircut, or if they've bleached their hair, or something like that, and you're like, well, it's distracting for the other children. So well, can't you just let him be what he wants to be, or let her have her hair how she wants to be? I think a lot of it is the idea that if you pick up on the smaller issues, then that's what the students fight about, rather than it become bigger. So if you pick up minor infractions like your skirt's too short, then that's what they see as the way they rebel rather than bigger problems. Oh, it's deliberate mind control. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a totally different view of school. Why can't they have like a mohawk? I think they're trying to keep it as least extreme as possible because otherwise you do start getting groups and bullying can be a real problem in schools. So the more neutral people are, the less they tend to belong to a group and then might mock another group so that's the reason they try and keep everyone looking as similar as possible it's the same reason you have uniform so that you don't see social differences who's got the most expensive trainers so that's why they have to wear their clerks sensible shoes instead of trainers so any way to keep them not looking different so they won't pick on others so it's actually quite a, a good, good reason thing. yeah you've completely changed my mind about it i was just about to start going off and be like no mate kids can wear whatever they want like let them be like still in the kid mode oh what's what difference does it make to my learning i'll have my hair like this i wear these and i always just think it was control of make everyone the same you know you need to learn discipline and all that lot but the point you make about social differences and to stop yeah. bullying is massive yeah so. and you see that even within uniform there's noticeable difference of how clean some students are what they have with them if they have a pencil case the kind of bag they have so already for some students that's a real effort for their parents or carers to get them to school so to keep them feeling as safe and confident as they can yeah is a really positive thing amazing I'm just worried now because Jasper had a mohawk at school last year and the teachers would just be like, hi Jasper, nice hair, like that. And it'd be like, they're secretly in the staff room that is empty, yeah. apparently. Yeah. They're putting it on their WhatsApp group. Yeah, they're like, oh, that little shit's come over. <laughs> Stupid haircut. Who's going to talk to his dad about it then? 
oh, the one that doesn't speak to anyone in the playground just looks really like menacing and always got a black eye. Yeah, no, you can tell him. No, you tell him. No, you tell him. No, okay, <laughs> let's just leave it for this year and hopefully it goes away and now he's got a normal haircut. Oh, that, did you not get an email? No email, no. I think primary school's different. Yeah, because you're there, aren't you? You're very present at the end of the day. Yeah, and the fact he's in a school of 40 and he had nine in his class. So I guess if they were to send him home and start sending kids home for that, they'd be like, well, we haven't got, you know, I've got no one to teach you. The best lesson <laughs> ever. <laughs> that. That's fine. The strange thing for me, Joe, about hearing this stuff from Gemma is that when you're at school, teachers in some ways don't seem like human beings, do they? It's almost like you feel there is a war going on and it's all fair. You can do whatever you want. And then you find out that a teacher's got a first name and it blows your mind. Exactly happened to me leaving school. My favourite teacher was uh, Mr Moore, my PE teacher. Loved him. He was a massive inspiration into why I loved sports, all sports. Stool, have you heard of stool ball? Stool ball, what's that? You've never heard of stool ball? No. You heard of stool ball? No. Maybe it's just a Sussex game. It's basically like a watered down cricket where you've got two stumps, but they're on, they're up like a square like you bowl the ball and the sh- the shape of the bat is round it's like a tennis bat but it's made of solid wood and you bowl like a mini baseball never heard of it it sounds a bit like rounders at primary school no no this you went back and forth on your wickets oh. and if you hit the back of the wicket anyway it's fucking someone's definitely fallen asleep listen to this <laughs> um <laughs> So Mr Moore <laughs> Mr Moore got me into all sports I loved it it was brilliant and it wasn't until I left school where he then sent me an email I said oh Joe would you mind coming back and doing the sports awards or whatever but cheers Dave I was like what? who's Dave? So like, that's my name I was like do I have to call you Dave? <laughs> can I still not call you Mr Moore? I was like and I still now call him Mr Moore because I feel uncomfortable calling him by that first name which is what gives them that sort of human nature isn't it your first name so when we first started with Miss Gemma or hello Gemma it's like well she's not a teacher then just called her Gemma you know it has to be Miss or and that keeps the I'm the teacher you're the student sort of barrier which gets me onto the living do you live in the area that you that you teach I would never do that why Ever. I did, well, I did once yeah. in Surrey, in New Malden, went for a swim, was reversing down the steps in the shallow end to get in the swimming pool. So my bum was basically at a 13-year-old boy's face as he went, <laughs> oh, like this. Oh, no. <laughs> so then I swam out the other end and then basically just floated in the deep end until he got out. So that's one of the reasons. You're like, I'm moving. Yeah, I that's am it. moving. And also, you don't, I think it's nice to have that separation to live in a different town, especially when you're teaching older students. You don't really want to see the 15-year-olds in a pub, 16-year-olds in a pub, or with their girlfriends or boyfriends, or... Or vice versa. They see you out on a date, or they see the... They're like, oh, hang on, Miss uh, Woodchop and Mr Wall, hang on a minute, what are they doing drinking in the wolf pack? It blows your mind, doesn't it? (gasps) They're kissing. They're They're kissing in the staff room. Yeah. They're bound to be. They're together. It's the most exciting thing that could possibly happen at school. It's just all all the bullshit rumours kids make up. Like, oh, they're they're definitely shagging in the staff room later. (laughs) It's like, are you having a laugh? But when you're a kid, it's completely logical. You're an adult, you're like, grow up, would you? I think teachers do tend to attract other teachers because of the holidays. Always (laughs) comes back to those holidays. (laughs) Fancy going away for six weeks this summer? Yeah, Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah, I do. I've got some spare time. I might need to change my job. (laughs) I think you have a similar outlook on things. You're interested in young people, tend to be quite positive laugh easily so I think it's a natural progression so what about PE teachers I've already spoken about Mr Moore being my he was my favourite teacher 
The PE was, teachers are normally a really good laugh at work. Yeah, they're a you, really good department. Are they ever looked down upon because they're not really not proper teachers? I don't, oh no, well, they are really good teachers. Yeah, but teachers, what, are they te- what are they teach? Sure, that's the easiest job to do as well, a teacher. They don't do a lot of markings. They don't have any books, and quite often, if I look out the window, there's maybe two of them having a little chat while the uh, five sides going on or the cricket. But actually, so do you not get frustrated as an, another teacher who's actually doing some marking or dealing with frustrating, disruptive kids? And you're like, hang on, why aren't you two working? No, they do work really hard. And actually now the GCSE and A-level is really science-based. They have to have really good knowledge of anatomy and biology. I think it's only 30% practical. So it's actually really challenging. They're quite intelligent, the PE teachers. They're definitely the coolest teachers, aren't they, Joe? 100%. For, for a, they can wear cooler clothes. They might have a nice Nike sweatshirt. might have some cool trainers. Oh, no, trainers. no, they're all themed now. They have to wear the school themed? kit. Yeah, yeah. They what have the school colours. So the students have their PE kit and the PE teachers have like the red hoodies. No. With their PE, they, oh, like got, a manager, like a manager or a coach. Yeah, so they have full tracksuits. They have summer. They have wet weather gear. The lot. They have to work really hard. They have fixtures nearly every day after school. Saturdays they have to give up. Oh, you lose your Saturday. Today. Yeah. I'm really glad you've stuck up for PE teachers here. They absolutely controlled them. I've tried to take a class outside. I tried to do boule with um, a year seven class. You know the French boule where you throw the balls and hit the jack? It's boule. Yeah, boule. Sorry, did I say it wrong? You said ball. <laughs> That's translating for you. From <laughs> <laughs> prior knowledge where you were it's struggling. Boule. The so, boule. The boule. boule. So I thought as it would be a nice activity, had loads of these sets of boule and thought I'll take this class out and we'll actually have a game outside. That sounds great. Yeah, that's what I thought. I taught them all the French words of how to say miss, hit, my turn, your turn, get the jack, etc. Took them outside and oh my God, it was bedlam. They were running in all directions, throwing the ball at each other's heads. Loads of them went in the bins. They were using like shot puts. And I was standing there with a whistle, just blowing it, thinking how do you can, I had no control whatsoever. In a classroom, I've got the control. So I have a lot of respect for PE teachers. I'm glad that I did get out at the right time from school and that Mr Moore taught me during the time that he could wear his own things because he was famous for wearing a, a denim <gasps> tracksuit. Umbro, massive Umbro sign-on thing, all in one. And he had that the entire time I was at school. And he told me after he had had that for 20 years. And now you're telling me that they're all uniformed. Denim, do you know that comes, is a French word. As in the town Nîmes made denim. And so when you say de Nîmes, it's from Nîmes. So denim is the fabric from Nîmes. That's where the word denim comes from. How close is it to camembert? (laughs) De camembert. (laughs) You could do a visit and visit all these places. This cheese is from the Camembert. There's also a French town called Condom. Is that where they were made? No, but they want to change the name because people keep coming and taking their photo near the sign or stealing the sign. Yeah, you would though, wouldn't you? (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Did you kiss Daisy at school? Yeah. Like, hard. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, we used to like eat each other's faces, mate. But not in front of the teachers. No, I wouldn't go, here, Mr Jones, can you stand there whilst I kiss my girlfriend that shouldn't be with me (laughs) because I've just bought a banana? (laughs) No, I don't do that. You know, you'd sneak down the corridor or something like that, but trying to move on very quickly. I think we've got to talk about school discos because as a kid, a school disco can be an amazing thing. But for you as a teacher, is that like the worst possible scenario because you've got kids taking sneaky drinks, you've got kids trying to snog other kids and you're like the jailer. Yeah, it is the worst. And you're encouraged to join in as well to music that you can't dance to because it's 
modern and not of your era teachers should not join in massive mistake isn't it huge that is a no-no not even on the stage no no on the stage (laughs) you you should just be the patrolling on the sides and like the guards and stuff like that don't get involved okay well there's one event where they do a sleepover which isn't a sleepover it's a film night and the teachers are encouraged to wear their onesies along with the students what no i'm not having it you need to keep (laughs) you need to keep teacher student separate it's like in rugby player coach player coach it's got to be separate you can get on to an extent but has to be that level of respect yeah what about teachers that have got their kids at the school disaster surely absolutely i think it's really difficult because they pretend that they're not haven't got a vested interest but at the same time definitely walk past and just slow down have a little peer through the window or at parents evening it's just embarrassing it's all right if they're really good but i think if you're a parent teacher and your child's at the school and isn't good that's really awkward is it a bit like like with Big Faz and Little Faz, Owen Farrell and uh, Andy Farrell. Do you ever experience teachers that have kids at school that go even harder at those kids or make it more obvious to everyone else that I'm not letting him get away with stuff? Or let, Do you know what I mean? Do they have that attitude or is it no. more like I'm going to look after my kids at school and you know make sure that they get special treatment in somehow? Or? No, I think, well, they're not allowed to teach them. You're not allowed to teach your own child because that would be a conflict of interest. Yep. So that makes it easier. Um and I think most of the students, especially they're talking teenagers, they don't want to have anything to do with their parents at school. It's <laughs> so embarrassing for them, especially if they're not liked. Not just if they're not liked. What if, what if the mum's like the fit teacher? Well, there's honour in that. That would be awful. No, no that would be awful. Well, for the child, if, yeah, true. If my mum was the fit teacher at school and you've got the other lads <laughs> going around like, oh, your mum's lovely, isn't she? I'm like, mate, are you having a lot? Like, that would be a world's worst nightmare. It's bad enough with, for the lads that mums were fit outside of school that they'd take the piss. But if she's walking around the thing and you hear next minute she's actually been in Cosmopolitan doing some sort of anonymous sex story and that rumour's gone around, that's even worse. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not speaking of experience. <laughs> Did that happen to one of your teachers? <laughs> that that was one of the gossips that went round school. That they were in one of, of the photo case of books. a younger geography teacher. All the boys used to fancy yeah. her, and then this rumor went round that she was actually one of the anonymous articles in Cosmopolitan about the thing, and it was just unbelievable. You can imagine what teenage boys were like. Kids are horrible. School kids, particularly, are horrible very rarely to their face because we were always scared but we'd have nicknames and stuff there was this one PE teacher who uh, had very spindly old legs very thin and it was as simple as chicken legs so we'd go on Mr Chicken Legs it's a really crap nickname but that was kids for you what about you do you have a nickname at school yeah I've had a couple I think the worst one um, was Miss Foreskin (laughs) (laughs) it's not great is it (laughs) not a great name why Why my surname's Fordyce Fordyce yes as in Ford and then I-C-E? <laughs> Y-C-E at the end. Y-C-E. Yes. So spell exactly the same as the gentleman's that to my left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same. Exactly the same surname. Yeah, and exactly the same mother. Right, okay. This exactly makes the same this father. makes sense now. Um, the sort of casual passive aggressiveness between <laughs> you two at the start of it, where you're kind of attacking me. I was like, hang on a minute. So we've had to get Steve out of our holy Joe because Steve had a spy and then we've lost the spy. So Steve said to me, Do you know any teachers? And I said, Funny enough, Steve, I do know a teacher. Fucking teachers. <laughs> Not only have you lost the spy, you've then stitched me up by bringing Tom's sister in. And not telling me. 
I could have spent the last hour, rather than trying to come up with teacher questions or trying to explore that route of it, I could have spent the last hour digging into the life of Tom because he's done the same to me and now you're not allowing me that chance. Why aren't you allowing me that chance? No one's interested in that. It's not my show. It's your show, Joe. So your brother and sister? Yes. Just you two? No, there's five of us, five children. I'm in the middle. Tom's eldest Is he older? son. Elder son, Number yeah. two. Okay. Older you, but not wiser. Do you like him? Yeah, love him. Yeah, your voice went higher, so that tells me that's a lie. <laughs> Massive lie. Um, and the fact that you had to reiterate it with a love him at the end of it as well. Just yes would have done yes. and I'd have believed you, but I don't believe you now, which is a shame. So there's tension then, is there? What it's happened? You used to beat her up and stuff at school or...? Actually, yes, you did use a beat. Did I? Big time. Punches on the arms. That's not beating you. I said punch on the arm. Oh, I that's fine. Yeah, I once hit my sister over the head with a rake. Um, so it's yeah. slightly more extreme. Did you call that brushing her hair? No, I called it hitting her head over the, <laughs> the hitting her over the head with a rake. She upset me. Um, come on, give me something on him. I quite like when uh, Tom wanted to run away from home because everything was unfair, like it always is. And he decided at about five that he was going to five. Run away. Oh, yeah, he's very independent. Yeah. Yeah, that's code. What do you reckon that means? <laughs> Unwanted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no friends. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Oh, it's anyway, carried he, on throughout yeah, your life. No yes, friends. Nothing's changed. He decided to run away, packed his bag, hid it under the stairs, ready to run away, and then we were getting ready for bed that night, and he'd forgotten that he was going to run away. <laughs> this is and true. he couldn't find his pyjamas. <laughs> and the fact all he's packed his pyjamas in a book. Yeah. Well, essentials. What book? It was Huckleberry Finn. It had pictures. It yeah. was the cartoon version. It was like a comic book. <laughs> Do you know what the really awkward thing, Joe, was? So obviously I've forgotten that I'm meant to be running away. I can't find my pyjamas. My mum finds this bag and goes, why have you got your pyjamas and a book in a bag? And I said, well, I was going to run away. And she goes, why? And even at that age, I'm thinking, oh, I can't really say, can I? So I just said to her, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what? He's so emotionally intelligent already. You know, such a sensitive soul. I feel, I don't know how I feel. I do. I feel somewhat cheated that you two tricked me into this. I think you should feel honoured that you're in the same room as two Fordices. Get a load of that. Mr. Foreskin and Miss Foreskin. (laughs) I'm honoured. What would Joe, if he was Mr. Marlowe, what would that get turned into? This would be my teacher voice. Hello. (laughs) Gemma. Gemma. Take your trainers off and put your school shoes on now. <laughs> Mighty Marla. Mighty? Yeah. Oh, that's a good nickname. You know, because you're quite big and they'd be a little bit scared. They probably <clears throat> wouldn't be a nasty nickname. Thank you, Gemma, for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, I will also say that I feel upset. And Tom, you know about my trust issues. Yes. This has done nothing for them. <laughs> We were doing so well on your trust issues. You betra- you've betrayed me. You've betrayed me. And we will have to start again. Okay, I accept that. But thank you for coming in, Gemma. My, uh, just a warning. There yep. are, remember, three other Fordyce siblings. This is, this is, There's a musician, yep. an economist and What's, a social worker. So he writes for The Economist. No. <laughs> What's an economist? So said, uh, she advises the government on policy. Basically, if we get an economist in, there's a high chance they'll be related to me. Okay. Thank you, Gemma. Thank you. Bye. So that was your classic episode. The good news is that there will be a new classic episode on this feed every single Saturday. So if you enjoyed that, you might well enjoy the episode about pest control, about tattoo artists, about opera singers, about car salespeople. Basically, there are shed loads for you to get involved in. Dive on in.
Network, a place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.